Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Brown Saints, Saturday, First Energy Stadium, our next guest here to break it all down and give us his Christi- Christmas, that or, or Christus, Christmas wisdom. Browns beat reporter Daryl Ryder, courtesy of Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, welcome to the show, buddy. Happy Festivus. Happy two days before Christmas, my friend. How you doing? <laughs> I got some problems with you people, and you're going to hear oh. about it. <laughs> yeah, what's so funny is when you and I, way back in the day when I was in on nights, uh, that's like five years ago, but way back in the day, uh, your and my weekly summits on air basically <laughs> were airing of grievances. Yes. <laughs> and the amount of times that people reached out to you or me or you and me to say, are you guys okay? Because of the Donnie Brooks we would have on air. But then again, that's what 0 and 16 does to you. Or 4 and 44. <laughs> 4 and 44. Never forget. So I think, uh, one, I think there was one night where I was just like, Nick, I got nothing for you. They stink. What else do you want to know? Uh, I don't think there was just one night of that. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, how hyped are you about Jake Paul and the Brown social media pairing up here, huh? Um. Riveted? Huh? Oh, how excited. Riveted. Yeah. It's great content. When uh when's the other Paul brother or is there another YouTuber from Cleveland that we could hook up with? I'm just I'm just I, making sure. I I'm not that hip to know the YouTubers and the TikTokers, so wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Th- those stars are kind of a little uh, oblivious to me. Do I can't keep think- up with it because it seems like there's a new star born every day. It's really tough to keep up with all these, uh, what are they called, influencers? Is that the term oh, right now? Man. Like, there are literally kids in high school. Like, when we went through high school, you did the, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Thing. Now it's, I want to be a social media influencer. I'm going to be an influencer for, for a living. Like, that, that now, I guess, is a, a, a career. We clearly grew up in the wrong generation there, Nick. Yeah, because it's easy money. You and I, like, I got to host a five-hour sports talk show every day. That's real God-honest work. Like, showing yourself farting on a fire hydrant and, and putting a 15-second uh, video up on YouTube that gets a million, video, or a million views. Um, not saying that's not work. It's just a different kind of work that doesn't take um, effort right, outside of the farting on the fire hydrant. Um, Daryl? Yes, Nick. you were on the morning show today. Yes, I as and, I am every Monday and Friday. Uh huh. And season. you were and you were reveling in Anthony Lima screaming from his pulpit yes. about people that were celebrating mediocrity in Cleveland. So well, I, I felt will, like I, I felt like I was participating in a festivist, right? <laughs> oh yeah, there was an airing of grievances there. You should have checked. You should check out four twenty on this show because I aired some grievances after playing what Lima had to say. But I'll ask you, where's the proof that anybody in Cleveland is celebrating mediocrity? Well, no, no. I just used the analogy about the Cavs because let's be honest about it: the Cavs used to celebrate uh, mediocrity all the time. 
right? Anytime they needed to ret- uh, hang a banner in the rafters, they'd just retire another jersey. And let's be honest about it, while you respect everybody that's hanging in the rafters, I don't know that every single one of those numbers deserves to be retired as a cavalier. Um, and, and, you know, this is the... Put the, the, the name pre- on it. The, this is the pre-LeBron era, and then LeBron came, and all of a sudden they got to hang actual banners in the rafters that mean something. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, things are so bad, like for Browns fans that like a 500 season's an accomplishment because they've just, they've been so bad for the last three decades. Um, you know, right now, I don't necessarily subscribe to the, those that are disappointed in Deshaun Watson right now. Cause like, I've been trying to brace people for impact for weeks about, He's not going to come out and set the world on fire, and he's certainly not going to do it now, even though I think he's, he feels a little better within the offense and you know just playing the, the sport at this level again because the weather conditions just aren't going to be there for, you know, for him to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun conversation this morning. So then, because I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I won't get out the pom-poms for a 9-8 and eight season, What's the appropriate reaction for a team that started four and seven in the unlikely event they finished nine and eight? What's the appropriate reaction to that feat? Well, I, I mean, look, you, you got to be fair and give them credit for finish this, finishing the season strong, and certainly you'd credit the coaches and and that because they didn't lose the locker room, right? If they finished the season strong, I'll even say eight and nine would be a a pretty strong finish for them, considering where they were and where they appeared to be headed. Um, but the reality is that eight and nine, nine and eight is mediocrity. Like that's not, that's not what the goal was this year. Um, so I, I do think that this season is pretty much a failure uh, if they don't find a way to get into the playoffs, because that's, that's what this is about. It just becomes yet another wasted year of Nick Chubb and of Miles Garrett and of uh, getting your franchise quarterback on the field for the stretch run, right? I mean, they, they blew it early in the season, and I think that that's part of the problem with the Joe Woods argument is that, you you know, the defense blew it early in the season. It's great that this will be the second straight year potentially where they finish it strong, but where were they in the first half of the season? Why were there so many – uh, confusing moments and, and 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 problems on that side of the ball. Why has there been no consistency uh, when you have the same system and basically the same personnel uh, for three years? So um, I, look, I, I I stand by it, Nick. If they finish strong, I could see the Browns talking themselves to bringing this coaching staff back at its entirety. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I I agree that the ultimate success, and really the only real success, is finishing 9-8 and and making the playoffs. But it's it's just weird to me, the idea that, like, you could end up being the eighth seed in the AFC, one spot out, and really your biggest crime was you lost to the wrong team. You lost to the Chargers. Well, you you blew it against the Jets. That's your crime. Well, but I mean, because the, the conversation right. had they won that game, Nick, the conversation we have right now, they're set, you know, they would be seven and seven instead of six and eight. The math would be tremendously uh, better in their favor to get in the schedule favorable for them to get in um, at with that, you know, at, if they were seven and seven right now. 
Um, and the, just the overall outlook. It's just they dug themselves a hole in which I don't believe they're climbing out of. That you know, and that's on them. All right. So if they go nine and eight and fire Joe Woods, or or sorry, revamp their defensive staff starting with Joe Woods, how does that? How does that change things going forward? Or, do, or does that, rather, does still making the changes? Because you have said you can see them, and I agree with you. I think there's a world in which Kevin Stefanski personally, right, if you win six of your last seven, I can see the organization say, well, we'll leave it up to Kevin because they, they, they won their way out of the four and seven yep. uh, dump. And I can absolutely see Kevin Stefanski erring on the side of that. And also saying, hey, we lost all these linebackers and, you know, I mean, they can, they have some built-in excuses. And in the, no, and, I, and, and, and at least from my standpoint, that's what the, those are. They are excuses because they didn't get it done early in the season. The whole reason why we envisioned the Browns would be in the position they currently find themselves in, Nick, is because of Jacoby Brissett, right? At, at least from my standpoint, like I thought that Jacoby was going to be the weakest link. And that is absolutely not the case. He was phenomenal. And, and I, from my perspective, I think that's what makes this season even more frustrating is because Jacoby was above and beyond what uh, many thought he would be, and they still couldn't get it done. You know, they, they still can't be in proper position this time of year. And, and again, that's why I keep going back to it's a wasted opportunity. It's a wasted year once again. You know, this window opened in 2020 with with the you know the playoff run, the 11 and five season, and frankly, things have regressed since then. Like it, this team is no better off today than they were at the end of January in in 2020, and that's really really disappointing considering they were just a couple of plays away from the conference championship game. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. One, I disagree with the window thing. I I think that's a way of of beating the Browns over the head. Uh, it, I, it, Which I, I, mean, I I totally I, admit I'm guilty of. Well, no, I didn't mean you specifically, and I should have paraphrased. Or I should have mentioned that up front. Um, I think like because I think I think what it does is it invokes the fear of Joe of Joe Thomas and wasting his career, which I absolutely have. Yep. Um, but they're not losing at the clip that they were, and that's, I think that's the, true. I, I think I think they're at the danger of of wasting Nick Chubb's uh, prime. But like Miles, Miles should be an upper echelon starting defensive lineman for the next five or six years. That's that's doable. You know, Denzel yeah, Ward's twenty five. I'd agree with that. So I like I I do think some of the talk about wow, but you're wasting. Nah, well, you wasted a year. And are you wasted this year specifically? And I guess my thing is like I think I still think the Browns are as close to having the breakthrough moment as possible, and I think their window reset the second you traded for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean it's fair. the 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 issue is though is some holes and problems have revealed themselves, and when you make a trade like you make for Deshaun, where you give up those six draft picks, right? And this is a this is a front office that has prioritized its draft capital over the years in, in, in asset management. And I'm not saying that I disagree with the trade or anything like that. that. But they basically, when you trade for Deshaun Watson, you've pushed all your chips to the center of the table and said, this roster is ready to go now. Like, we are, let's go. He is the missing piece. 
and off and and off off we go. And that's not happened. That's not materialized. And that's the thing that worries me now is that, uh, you know, salary cap space, people freak out about that stuff. Look, the salary cap is a figment of the imagination, okay? Any good accountant can turn those numbers into compliance with league rules. So I'm not worried about that. They will probably, for the next five years, restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. And the restructure goes like this. They exercise the language in the contract that takes his salary and converts it to signing bonus. They'll probably add some voidable years to the end of the deal so that they can spread that out, and boom, his salary cap number all of a sudden vanishes from something significant to something that you know, allows you to, to bring in uh, additional help. And you just... Yeah. You see it all the time. The New Orleans Saints did this. The New Orleans Saints wiped out like $80 million in salary cap space in the span of like two hours uh, in the offseason. So the, I'm not worried about the salary cap. I am a little worried they don't have a first-round pick next two years to fill some pretty important holes that they have. So free agency becomes important uh, to the Browns. Um, I, you know, The extension for Jack Conklin today, they're you know, still breaking out the checkbook. Three of the... Uh, Three of the five offensive linemen are getting paid pretty handsomely now. Um, you have questions at left tackle. I think you have questions at center. Uh, but otherwise, offensively, yeah, they're in pretty good shape on that side of the ball, outside of a, a speedster uh, receiver. They're pretty pretty good shape. The defense, though, ugh, I'm, not really. I, don't think, I, I mean, I think – I know everybody wants to talk about the linebackers and the safeties. I think you need – Defensive line is in big, yep. big, big trouble. I think you need one defensive tackle, a starting defensive tackle. Yeah, because I think Jordan and, Elliott's had a, had a good year. He it, Not great, but it's not been terrible. I think he's and, been solid. And I think Perry on Winfrey deserves a chance to be the three tackle uh, going into next year. And Well, he, he's got to earn that chance, and I'm going to stress he needs to earn that chance. That's fair. But I also think at the edge, I think you just need another starting edge. And I think that can be anything from J.J. Watt. Um Who's oh, I saw you. Really... I saw. I saw your tweet today. Ta- are you buying in? Yeah, I am. Um, because they give you I, that veteran leadership you need. Well, not only that, Nick, but you know, um, Miles needs somebody opposite him to take some of the attention off of him, and and that's. I'm not criticizing Miles. Not at all. It just helps Miles be even more effective. Um, than he already is dealing with those double and triple because it feels like he's a different player when Clowney's on the field than when he's not. You know, he, he, he has to work five times as hard, it feels like, when Clowney's not on the field versus when Clowney is on the field. So I just I, I feel like you need that bookend defensive end, and if that happens to be J.J. Uh, Watt, sure, why not? I mean, the Browns have a history here in recent years of giving guys that – have some injury history, uh, a chance here, and they've done really, really well. And look, I think Clowney's been been really, really good when he's uh, you know been on the field and healthy. There's nothing you can do about getting a concussion. That's not his fault. Uh, you know, he's has uh, played banged up a couple of times, but overall, considering his injury history, the Browns got a lot out of uh, Jadavian Clowney these two seasons. I think if all you added was a starting defensive tackle and a starting edge rusher, uh, and that, that's a by the way, that's a lot more than just all quote unquote, and and uh, another linebacker. They 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 need to bring in another linebacker. Um, yeah, I just it's tough. Like I think Anthony Walker's going to help you, and I think between Phillips, if well, you that's bring if back they decide Taki to bring Taki. him back, that, keep in mind that's, that's and fair. Taki Taki's a, yeah, and Taki Taki's a free agent too. 
This is the last year of Taki Taki's uh, rookie contract, and Anthony Walker signed another one-year deal. You just wanted to talky talky about Sioni, didn't you? Mm, I, I, I am channeling my inner John Dorsey. Nobody loved saying talky talky more than John <laughs> Dorsey did. Let me tell you. And you know what? Really good player. Nice find by Dorsey. You, you know, in the uh, in the middle of the rounds of the draft there. And uh, if I were Andrew Barry, I'd try and I, I certainly would uh, you know bring him back. But I just feel like they need a thumper at linebacker. It, the speed is great. Don't get me wrong. They need the speed, the athleticism, considering some of these guys they have to deal with within this division, okay? Don't misunderstand me. I still feel like they need a thumper at linebacker, and I have felt that way since 1999 because they haven't had that. You apologize to Wally Rainier right now. Um, real quick, 60 seconds. Uh, what's the thinking behind the Jack Conklin signing? Uh, the thinking is that uh, he's healthy again, number one. Number two, really stabilizes uh, that line, and he's played well this year. He he played well last year before he got he he has played well when he has been healthy for this team. So um, I I think that that's ultimately what it comes down to rewarding a guy that is uh, played well for you. He was the Ed Block Courage Award winner uh, this year uh, for the way he came back from that knee injury uh, last year, and let's not forget the elbow injury he had suffered too. So um, I I like it. I, uh, you know, you win and you win and lose in the trenches and the Browns are doing their darndest to keep the trenches intact, especially on the offensive side of the ball. All right, Daryl. Now we got about 45 seconds. Give us uh, one of your favorite holiday memories you can share on air sports or otherwise. Oh, the, the, the Cavs Warriors Christmas day game, uh, that the, the Cavaliers won, uh, in, in the closing seconds that, that was, uh, that was really, really wild. Um, non-sports related Christmas memory. Um, I would probably say, uh, the first time my parents pranked me with, uh, giving me my first Christmas present that was two packs of socks. I was all excited (laughs) to open a present and it ended up being two packs of brand new socks. I mean, that's effectively like covering the Cleveland Browns for 20 years. You completely – they set you up for exactly what your career was going to be like. Daryl, great stuff, buddy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We appreciate all you do for us. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, your family, and all of our listeners out there. Be safe and stay warm, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.